All right, let's get into it. I am considering today's content a bit of a part two, where last week we talked about creating in-demand brands and how that is just more important than ever with um, a noisy, noisy marketplace, a bit of a wonky economy. It is more important than ever to create an in-demand brand and how to do that. Last week, we talked about making sure you weren't creating your brand by accident, by default, by not doing it intentionally. If you didn't catch that episode, definitely go back and listen to it. It's on the socials as a uh, live show. It's also been dropped as a podcast. So make sure you're, you grab that so you hear part one of where to start. You have to be sure you're being intentional about the different pieces of your brand so that you create the brand you want, but also so that you make it easy for the marketplace, for your ideal client to quickly identify whether or not you're their person, whether or not they're your person, and be able to move forward in that client journey. Consistency. Consistency is one of the things that creates an in-demand brand. Now, today, I'm not talking about consistency in terms of what you do consistently, like how often you post on social media. I'm not, that's not today's definition of consistency. Today's definition of consistency is more around alignment. Are all the pieces that go into creating your brand in alignment with each other? Is there consistency across the board for you so that your expertise, the feeling you want to create with your brand is exhibited no matter how somebody is interacting with you. Um, when I first launched my own business, I was in corporate and then I had a franchise. When I first launched my own business, and part of this was because I come out of financial services, you know, everything is blue and gray and in forest green. There was a very limited number of colors and visuals and language that I was taught coming out of corporate was appropriate for a business owner. And the logo um, and I use a logo as an example because I what I don't want to do is make you think that your brand is your logo because it's so much more to that, but we'll get into that. But at the time, the logo that I created, the logo that I had created for AaronMarcus.com was a blue and gray paisley patterned square. Now, even if you are just meeting me for the first time, there's a really good chance that you've already figured out Paisley is just not something that associate that's associated with me. I mean, even I grew up in the pretty in pink era when Paisley was all the rave. I was in high school and college in the 80s, and I still wasn't Paisley then. I'm certainly not Paisley now. And I did it because I didn't know any better. I did it because the stories I had told myself and what I thought was appropriate at the time. But the truth was who I am as a person and that visual was inconsistent. It was inconsistent. And if something feels off to your audience, if something feels not in alignment, inconsistent in the different pieces of your brand, people will back away from you. 
people will back away from you. I learned in terms of sales, what I've learned, what I teach in terms of sales conversations is a confused mind always says no. But that actually means your marketing as well. It means your brand as well. A confused mind, someone who just instinctively thinks, eh, there's something off here. They might smile at you. They might give you some likes. They might like you. But you will have a harder time selling and getting clients if you don't have that consistency of brand. So what goes into this? Let's give you some tactical takeaways, set the stage for you, but what goes into this? So let's back it up one step to last week's topic when we talked about building your in-demand brand intentionally. And we start with the question, how do you want people to feel? How do you want people to feel? So we're going to revisit that question. We're going to stick with that. But now I'm going to give you some specifics of what creates your brand so that you can take each of those things in your own business, apply it to your litmus test of how do you want people to feel and make sure that your brand is consistent, is consistent, is in alignment. So let's get started on, the, on our tactical list here. What or who exactly is the product? What or who is the product? Now, why is that important? I see this misalignment or this little bit of confusion a lot in financial services, a lot in real estate, a lot, truthfully, in um, direct marketing offers. People buy things from people they know, like, and trust. People buy things from people they know, like, and trust. So even if you're a realtor working for Keller Williams, which is a fantastic brand, the truth is People are hiring you to be their realtor because of you. They might like the fact that you're backed up by a quality organization, but they're buying from you. If you are out in the world marketing and all you're talking about is the company behind you, they're not going to get to know, like, and trust you as the person who is actually the service that you offer. So what or who exactly is being sold is part of your brand. It's part of your brand. The other misalignment, lack of consistency I see in this space of being clear about who or what is exactly for sale is when you mislabel what you do, right? Be careful not to mislabel what you do. I see this more in direct marketing offers where say, for example, and I I seriously don't even have one in mind. So I'm not, I've seen this, but I'm not thinking of somebody specific right now. Say you represent a line of supplements. Fair enough, right? A line of supplements that focuses in on like there's one or two offers. I think there's like a mushroom brand, like mushroom coffee, that's supposed to be very healthy. That's great. It's wonderful. Um, But if you mislabel yourself as a health and wellness service and product line, when what you really offer is one or two products that you are claiming, fair enough, as healthy, 
that's a misalignment. That's inconsistent. Claim what it is that you're offering with all of the confidence in the world. If you believe in that product, 100% confidence, but don't mislabel it so that you create confusion. And by creating confusion, you create distrust. I see this happen most of all when entrepreneurs and service providers, business owners aren't yet 100% in their authenticity, in their confidence. You might still battle, be battling a little bit of imposter syndrome. I get it, right? I'm not saying these things to make anyone feel like they're doing it wrong. It's more about stepping into your knowledge, stepping into your confidence, stepping into what you know you know how to do, and putting that front and center with what it is you're offering. So the number one thing you want to make sure is consistent and in alignment is what exactly is the product? What exactly are you selling? Um, the way you deliver your product, the way you deliver your solutions are actually part of your brand. Are you a one-on-one -on -one consultant? Do you do group programs? Do you do online coursework only? How you offer your products and services is part of your brand. So for example, using my business, because you guys know me, um, I have a wide variety of products and services. And part of my brand is all about meeting entrepreneurs where they are. Meeting entrepreneurs where they are to help them break through. And since that is very much part of my brand, I make sure I have several options to meet people where they are. See, consistency. What I say I focus on and what I actually offer, same thing, same thing. So the way you deliver your products and services is part of your brand. Do you offer as a team or are you a solopreneur expert? Those are two different things. They should be part of your brand. Language. This is where it falls apart for so many people. Language and word choice is very, very much part of your brand. I'm very direct, right? We've gone over this before. You guys know me. I'm tactical in nature. I want you to have I want people to have breakthroughs. My whole thing is what do I have to do in the moment to get what I want to said I wanted to achieve? That's my brand. It wouldn't make sense. There would be inconsistency if I were to speak in a lot of fluffy, airy, light language. It's, it's not consistent with my brand. If you want to create an in-demand brand, you need to use language that is in alignment with your approach to your service, which is in alignment to your visuals, which we will get to. Misalignment, hesitancy. So there's another example for you. It wouldn't make sense for me to show up um, large and in charge, a little bit crazy, red and black, tiger, right? Tiger uh, logo. And then be very hesitant in my language. It wouldn't make sense, right? It wouldn't make sense. So the words that you use is a part of your brand. It's a part of your brand. Um, call it your communication style if that helps. Your communication style. 
is your communication style on brand? I'll use another example um, just because I read some of her stuff again the other day. Denise Duffield Thomas. She's out of either Australia or New Zealand. I forget. She talks about money manifestation. One of her books is called Chillpreneur. Her brand is very in alignment. She often doesn't have shoes on. She presents herself very light and um, breezy, if you would. A lot of her visuals are on the beach. It's very much in alignment. Her communication style is very approachable. It's very storytelling. It's all in alignment. So is your communication style in alignment with how you want to make people feel? And that's what we always go back to. What do you want your brand? How do you want your brand to make people feel? Think of it this way. Your communication style gives people a peek into what it would be like actually working with you. Your communication style helps your target audience know if they would enjoy working with you or not. I'm a bit sweary. I try not to when I'm on, on platforms like this, but I'm a bit sweary. Yes, I've had one client who knew they wanted to work with me say, Aaron, Love you. You're awesome. Can you tone down the sweary? To which I responded, I can try, but I can't promise. Right? I'm very much about personal responsibility. It's in my brand. It's everywhere. No blaming anyone. What can I do differently to make my outcomes my realities? People who aren't comfortable or aren't yet ready, they're not ready to step up into that. My brand turns them off. My brand is a little overpowering for them. That's fine. They're not ready. They know where I am. When they're ready, they'll come. Visuals. Yes, your visuals are part of your brand. Your logo, your colors, your website, how it all goes together is part of your brand. The ease of which it is to navigate through the visuals you create are part of your brand. If you look at our Facebook group and if you look at the posts in on all of our platforms, they're usually bright colored. They're not pastels, right? So it's all in alignment. It's very celebratory. It's very celebratory in nature. That's part of my brand. I don't do things if they're not fun. I have bad days like everybody else, but I don't want to take the bang your head against the wall version of doing business. And that's what I don't want for other people. It's part of my brand. So our brand is very celebratory. It's very direct. It's very bright colors. And you see that in our visuals. You see that in our visuals as much as the language that we use. All right. The last piece of this puzzle, let me uh, run these down for you again, just so that you can make yourselves a list. What or who exactly is the product? Don't create confusion by not promoting yourself and instead promoting a brand that people may or may not be interested in. What are the products and solutions you offer? What are the actual products and solutions you offer that's part of your brand, positioning those products as 
a vendor or a thought leader and how you position your offers, very, very much part of your brand. Your language and your word choice, outcome-based language, your word choice in how you choose to talk about what you do. Your visuals so that you have the physical feeling of it all looks the way that it sounds. And the last piece I'll give you for this project is pricing. Pricing. Is your pricing in alignment with what your promise is? That's a great way to remember that. Just came up with that. Is your pricing in alignment with your promise? I'll give you an example of that. Um, I get paid to speak, right? I get paid to go on stage and speak for folks. If I were to submit a proposal for a paid speaking gig for, let's just say, $5,000, and everybody else who was being considered submitted a proposal for $10,000, the event manager would not go, oh my God, Aaron's such a great deal. Let's hire Aaron. What they would look at and think is, wow, Aaron must not be as good as everyone charging $10,000. So your pricing is part of your brand. Your pricing is your positioning. Your pricing is your declaration to your market of what you feel is your value. And it all has to be consistent. If I was to show up as a badass and making huge promises of helping to make multiple six and seven figure businesses, telling you my own stories of making multiple six figures and how fast we made that happen. And I were to claim, well, I only work with private clients and it's a thousand dollars. You guys would think I'm crazy. It's not in alignment. It's inconsistent. So your pricing is just as much part of your brand positioning as all of the other pieces. If these things are not in alignment with each other, people are going to interpret this as something isn't, is wrong. Not necessarily even consciously, by the way, but subconsciously, they're going to be thinking something is off. The other one I'll give you as a last, where I see a pitfall of this, because you, so you can double check for yourself. The last place I see a very, very common pitfall of this type of problem is when a business owner is working on up-leveling their business, but all of their stuff, their visuals, their language, their social media, all of their stuff, we'll just call it stuff, looks DIY. If it looks DIY, while you're trying to up-level, you're going to have problems. Okay, I get it. There is a balancing act between the money you're making to invest in your business and needing to make more money in order to invest in your business. I get it. So you are better off investing in the couple things that'll make a difference and going all in on them than trying to fix everything at once. Do an inventory of what you have And what could you afford to invest in a professional doing for you to help up-level as you're trying to up-level your business and your pricing? There's a balancing act there. And the way that I describe that is you just wiggle your way up. That's it. Don't overcomplicate it. Just wiggle your way up. The good news is you don't have to change everything at once. You don't have to change everything at once. You can wiggle your way up. You can stair-step your way up. 
success is very, very seldom one giant leap. It's a matter of steps and tweaks and steps and tweaks. So take the list that I gave you today, apply it to our litmus test, which is how does my brand make people feel and adjust as needed. And if you are stuck with any of this, we have something coming up that I want to invite you to. We actually are doing a in-demand brand, build your in-demand brand workshop. We're going to go deep on all of these things, on all of the pieces that create an in-demand brand so you know what you need to do to get them in alignment. It starts Monday, March 20th. All you need to do is go to conqueryourbusiness.com. Just go to the website and you'll see a pop-up. You can get registered. So go to conqueryourbusiness.com. You can grab your free registration for our Build Your In-Demand Brand Workshop. And then in a couple of weeks, in just an hour a day, you will be well, well, well on your way to having consistency in your brand and building your own in-demand brand.